0: So, that more of us can live a healthier and happier life. Now, let's get into the episode. All right, maybe from the third try, I will manage to record this without feeling like I'm babbling weirdly. Genius leaders, welcome to the show and to an episode where I want to give to you a mind shift that will absolutely change your life if you really live through it and implement it. It has changed lives and careers of my clients. It has changed the perspectives on life for the corporate training uh, participants that I'm working with and many other people. So listen in, take action based on what we're doing and discussing today, and let's see how that changes your life. So this whole episode will be about two letters, N-O, that damn word, no. That is so difficult for so many of us to say out loud. You know that I work with high performers, people who are really good at getting shit done. And you know this perfect saying, like, if you want something to get done, give it or delegate it to the person who is already busy. And that's what happens to my clients in their lives, in their careers. And because they're already busy, (laughs) they know that they're on the roll. They just take more on their plate. And then, hey-ho, they are overwhelmed, they're stressed, they're coming to me to work with me because they want to get their life on a happy page or happy track again. And saying no is one of the skills that we practice in our work. And as you see from the name of this podcast, I try to bring in a bit of humor and lower the tension of the topic. I know that it might be a weird comparison or, or weird reference with the 50 shades. But I do see it in the trainings. And I don't dare to say it in the trainings online, in the virtual trainings, if it's the first time we're meeting with people. But if we do have several trainings, which happens with some of my clients with the corporate trainings, or if it's in-person training where it's easier for me to fill the room, I might mention that reference of Fifty Shades of No. And people always smile and people always feel relieved. And you see that their shoulders drop because when we talk about the no, it is the tough topic of the fear of not being liked, a fear of not feel like that people are a part of a community or a team. And there is so much more related to setting and protecting your boundaries that no can actually act for. So let's talk about it, remembering that it is a serious topic but I do want you to have fun with it. I do want you to be creative with it. I want you to play with it because that will make it easier to use this damn two-word or two-letter word in your life in an effective way and feel good about it and feel good about yourself and feel good about your relationships and feel good about your work and feel good about your commitment to the community and contribution to that. So let's talk about why it is important to say no. And then I'll give you an explanation why it is the 50 shades of it that I call it. Let's take the leadership role first, because that's what I work mainly with, right? I mainly work with leaders. So people who are responsible for the careers of others within the organizations, whether it is a founder or CEO who is a non-founding member, or it is a director at top or mid-level within a bigger organization. Why is it important to say no when you are in those leadership positions in your career? First of all, because you're setting an example. People do as you do, not as you say. And if you take everything that's flying your way and you just start acting upon that, you create the culture within your organization where people lack focus because that's exactly what it is when you're not comfortable to say no to something actively, you say no to focusing on the priorities of yours personally, of you as a team, of you as a leader. So when your people are observing you, taking care of everything that's flying your way without filtering anything, without saying no, that's what they say, that's what they accept as a reality and the behavior that is appreciated within the team and organization. So they will also lack focus, they will also take care of all the emergencies, whether they are real or fake, which we see quite often in the organizations. There are a lot of fake emergencies that do not need to be taken care of right now, or maybe ever. Yet, if they fly in our court, we take those balls because that's what our leader does. So I hope you see the first reason why, as a leader, it's important for you to say no. You need to set a good example of being clear on the priorities for you as a leader For you as a team, for you as an organization, for you as a human, and acting out of those priorities, not out of someone else's agenda, not out of fake emergencies, but out of the clearly defined and very intentional priorities. Second thing, what happens to leaders when they don't say no is becoming, second part that happens to the leaders when they don't say no is that they become. Quite often, a person with lots of minions and hands. I know that might sound very brutal, but that is the case. I have seen in many of my clients who would, out of care and good intention, do the work of the other people on their teams, for example, instead of saying no, instead of reminding of the priorities and so on and so forth. And people get used to that, hmm, why would I need to use my brain here? Or why would I try to come up with solutions if Anna will tell me the the right way to do it? Anyways, in the end, everyone becomes dependent on me. I grow huge resentment to my work, to my team. I become angry at them and irritated with them. They're all stupid. They're all lazy, and so on and so forth. And how helpful is that for our productivity as a team and company? (sniffs) Not so much. That is what I have seen as well with people in leadership positions who are not taking care of protecting those boundaries that they have by saying no. So if you want your team to be a high-performing one where people are independent, you need to say no more often when people come to you for the solutions. And hey, I'm not saying you to be an asshole and just leave your people totally unsupported, never be seen, and so on and so forth. Of course, there is a balance there and you need to find a balance for you and your team. But be very mindful that when you overdo and you go over that balance, there are risks and there are some signs to look for. And when you see them, it's probably good to roll back a bit and be less proactive, less acting instead of your employees to give them more autonomy and explain it that you need to prioritize them working on their own, making decisions and so on. So this is the second thing that I want you to understand as a leader. When you don't say no, you end up doing the work of the other people. And hey, you have hired them because you need help, right? And usually, in the reality of, of you as my audience here, you hire people not because you need the extra pair of hands, but because you need a, their brain and their mind and their experience that is different from yours and their skills or their zone of genius that is different from yours. So hopefully you... Sm- You were smart when hiring, and you have hired people who compliment you and are stronger on your weak parts. But then, if you don't say no to them, you end up not using their strength and powers. And people become less motivated to work with you, thus, they leave the company or burn out. So, in the end, you lose, they lose, the company loses. So, saying no is again one of the ways to protect the performance of the team and the well being of the employees. When you say no to your employees, wholesome. It's the same with the employee part. When you don't say no to your manager, for example, and you just take things because you're hoping for the promotion or progress on your career in some other way, or whatever it is, you are hurting yourself long-term. Because if you just endlessly take on things, it becomes harder to prioritize. When we're overwhelmed, everything seems an emergency. And when everything is an emergency, nothing gets done. So from this perspective, from the perspective of an employee, it's also uber important to protect your boundaries and be clear on how much you can take and what is your capacity and what are your priorities. And saying no to a manager is a powerful way of showing, hey, I care for my results. I care for the results of our team and our company. And I take responsibility for my part of it. That is why I'm saying no, if I feel like this is not possible. And of course, we don't want to to be the naysayers, right? And we're just like, okay, this is my box and this is, the, the, those are the tasks that are defined for me. And I'm not taking a single moment more. And I'm not taking an extra minute work to uh, blah, blah, blah. You're trying... Of course, we want to have the employees with us and be the employees who do go the extra mile if needed. But that is why it's important to know where is that extra mile actually impactful and will create result instead of just creating an overwhelm and stress and tire us so that we can't perform At our best and use our talents and use our strength for the good of us, our careers, and also for the team and the company. So be aware of your capacities. And for that, I want to remind you that we had the energy budget episode in the autumn. I will link the show notes to that short episode. It's mind shifting moment number seven from the 11th of November. What the hell is the energy budget? That is one of the ways for you to understand your capacity and understand when it's time to say no or reprioritize and take something by eliminating or pausing something else from your workload, for example. So listen to that episode if you haven't, do the energy budget for yourself. It's a very powerful visual for you to understand where your energy goes, both for the tasks and for the thoughts, and start acting uh, out of that and um, rebalancing yourself. I want to address a couple of things that my clients usually talk about when we start discussing They know One of the fears of people is when they say no, they hurt the relationship or they are not liked. And my point there is, of course, that can happen short term, but long term, it's hurting your relationship even more. If you say yes to something, you commit to something, and you never manage to deliver because you already have too much, creating a commitment that you cannot follow through on is much, hurt, much more hurtful for the relationship and your brand or your reputation than upfront saying no and explaining why. So if that is your fear, hey, I'm afraid of not being liked or I'm afraid of being seen as a jerk if I say no, remember that. If there is a high chance that you won't be able to deliver and stick to your commitment, you're hurting your relationship even more by saying yes in those moments. And we'll go back to the Fifty Shades very soon so that I can explain to you how that no can look like so that you can actually avoid hurting relationships, both short-term and long-term. But let's go to some other parts that are important. Timing is very important with saying no. One of the examples I do in the time and energy management course that I uh, run or a workshop is explaining that it's good to be proactive when you say no to the meetings whether it is because you don't see the point of the meeting, whether it can be just an asynchronous communication uh, to uh, reach that goal, and so on and so forth. It's better to say no to that meeting and decline it early in the week or when it just arrived into your inbox, that invitation, rather than doing it last minute or not showing up at all. Again, you're showing then respect to the person and saying, hey, I want us to reach that goal, but let us do it on my terms so that. I do not feel stressed. I can show up at my best. I can provide a good service and value for you. Instead of saying, hey, you're not important or I'm too busy and I cannot handle my workload and that's why I'm not prioritizing your meeting right now. That is a bit of a hurting message for ourselves to have to our colleagues, maybe our partners or clients and so on. So try to be proactive with your nose and build a habit of... Take in that break for yourself before committing to anything. This is another thing that I see a lot of people doing. They just say automatically, yes. And then just five minutes later, they just grab their hair like, what have I done? I cannot do that and, and so on and so forth. To not be that person, start practicing to be a no man for a moment or no mo- woman for a period of time. What I do for myself is I take a break. If it's a message with a question and I don't know whether I want to commit to it or not, I take a break. I don't have to answer that message instantly. Or I can just try it Actually, Let me think about it. I'll get back to you, X, Y, Z. And then given the timing, give yourself space. Again, it's about being proactive instead of reactive. Don't have yes as the default for yourself and then try to figure out how to manage all that shit in your life. Go back to no as a default or take a break, depending on how your your situation is, so that you can practice feeling okay with that no and feel like every yes you say and you commit to something, it's an active choice of yours that is aligned with your values, with your priorities, with your current state of tasks and workload and so on and so forth. So it's again about being proactive and intentional. So let's talk a bit about the, how no can look like or sound. And that is where I refer to the 50 shades. That it does not have to be just no. There are so many ways of saying that in a respectful way that can be helpful for the others to understand as well. So before I go into different options, remember that just no itself can be a full answer. I know this is challenging for many people, but let me remind you that no can be a complete answer by itself. But then if that is not the sufficient one, I'll give you a couple of suggestions. For example, you are a startup founder and you already have several initiatives ongoing, but then a friend of yours or an ex-colleague of yours comes over to you and uh, suggests you to become a founding member of their a new venture. And it sounds interesting to you, or you just have a very good relationship with this person and you don't want to hurt the relationship, or the idea is very interesting for you. So it's difficult for you to say no to them. But you understand that that will be way too much of workload for yourself. It's a huge role that they want you to take on, and so on and so forth. So how can you say no then? You can say, I cannot commit right now, but in two months. I'm finishing with that project, and I'll hand over part of, of uh, that role. then I'll have a bit more capacity. If it's relevant for you and if you're ready to wait for that, can we touch base on that do range check in two months again? This is one of the ways of saying no. Maybe you feel like it's a super exciting opportunity, but you're not the best person. To say that. I'm not the best person to help you. Like you would need an expertise in X, Y and Z, which I don't have. How about I make an introduction to Peter, who has that experience, and we see what what that can look like. This is also a version of a no. Maybe you want to take on the project and you understand that it will be too much, but you feel like that maybe that there is a space for some kind of barter. And you can say, I can help you with this if you can help me with that. So that you offload yourself, you create some space and capacity mentally, time-wise, and so on for yourself to take on that new offer while you're offloading yourself by getting help from that person. So maybe there is some barter there that can happen. Or you can say, I can help you with this part of the tasks, task or role, but not the others. So those are just a couple of the examples how you can say no to an offer that comes to your way. And if you're talking about the employee perspective, if a manager, for example, comes to you with a new task, no can be Can look like I can do this, but that would mean that I need to pause or postpone doing. And then you say, What else? Or right now, my workload is at 110% already. So I cannot take this just on top. Can you help me reprioritize? Or are you okay with my reprioritization that looks like this? Again, this is a way of saying no in a responsible, proactive way. You're showing respect. You're showing that you you are accountable for the results you're creating and you take responsibility for the results that you want to create for the company and the value that you want to create for your employees and the company. So saying no by that in that way helps you and your team to get the best results together as a collective effort. I hope this is helpful. I hope it's changing your mind, releasing or l- lowering some tension related to saying no so that you can be more proactive. You can own your results. You can own your workload and your mental load because no has a lot of power in it with just two letters in that word. Use that power. Own it and see how it transforms your life. Thank you for being with me for this episode about the 50 shades of no. And just in case you need to hear this today, I feel you, I'll see you, and I love you. And you should love yourself as well. Go say those couple of no's and see that the world does not get ruined by that. Own your no's and enjoy it. See you next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Genius Leadership Podcast. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the subscribe button. Please rate, review, and share to help more people discover the show and become the better leaders. For more conversations about living in your zone of genius, connect with me on LinkedIn. Genius Leadership is an honest conversation about leading yourself and others, and it is my honour to be your guide in overcoming everything.